Good morning, my fellow Michiganders. Good morning, my fellow Americans. Happy Saturday to all of you. Holy cow, it's a beautiful day out there today. Get a little steamy, get a little hot and humid, but I wanted to get started on this right now to talk about some things going on because like I told you from the very beginning, more and more research is going to start to prove that all of us that were standing up ever since the beginning and fighting against these draconian lockdowns by our governor, fighting against these mandates, we were eventually going to be proven right. And I told you all of that and lo and behold, the research is coming out. So I'm gonna go over some of the new research studies, but also I wanna get into what's going on Right now, with the, the stimulus money to be spent on $15 hourly, hourly wages, excuse me, on unemployment transition from the governor that she talked about the other day, which, again, folks, that's why it's so vital. You know, going throughout the entire state of Michigan right now and talking to all of you, you know, what we need in the office right now is somebody who understands business. Okay. And so that's why I really feel that I am the most qualified person right now, not only because I am a business owner, but also because I'm a healthcare professional. Because what we don't want is politicians in the office in the next flu season comes about or the new and improved COVID, are they going to lock us down? Are they going to always do these, these mandates? And so that's why right now we need somebody that's going to bring some common sense solutions into office, folks. And so let's get right into it. Number one, masked did not slow the COVID spread. A new study that was just released by University of Louisville challenged what has been a prevailing belief that mask mandates are necessarily to slow the spread of the Wuhan coronavirus. And who's been calling this out the entire time and said they do not? And it hasn't been done yet, but I'm guaranteeing you with the cross-contamination, if anybody ever wants to do the research or science on that, I bet the cross-contamination that people are doing when they're touching their masks and pulling them down and taking that drink and pulling them down and taking that bite to eat, which the medical doctor and the, the lead doctor, they call her, um, Caldoun, said, you know, that's what we had to do when we went out, which goes against everything that we've been taught as health healthcare professionals about cross-contaminating your mat, or mask. So I believe all that cross-contamination was actually spreading the virus, okay? But we're not going to talk about the common sense on that yet. But I just want to get into the study that is now proving what all of us have been saying all along that mask mandates had no, no effect on stopping or slowing the spread. The case growth was independent of mandates at low and high rates of community spread and mask use did not predict case growth rates during the summer or fall waves. Prolonged mask use greater than four hours per day. Remember what I said from the beginning, that if there was no long-term research studies done on wearing these things all day long, right? They're only made to, are usually made to wear them temporarily, not all day long, not when your babies, not when you're healthy, everything that we've been saying. So prolonged mass use greater than four hours per day promotes facial alkalization and inadvertently encourages dehydration, which in turn can enhance barrier breakdown and bacterial infection risk. Okay. How many of us remember me talking about bacterial pneumonia? Okay. British clinicians have reported masks to increase headaches and sweating and decrease cognitive precision by obscuring nonverbal communication. Masks interfere with social learning in children. Who said that? Likewise, masks can distort verbal speech, and remove visual cues to the detriment of individuals with hearing loss. Again, I guess the American Disabilities Act has been thrown out the window with everybody with these um, pre-existing medical conditions, right? And they say, well, why don't you use the clear face shields? Well, clear, 
clear face shields, improved visual integration, but there's corresponding loss of sound quality, okay? Especially with a virus that we have well over 99% chance of surviving if infected, folks. So we got to start making common sense decisions for the group as a whole, not for a very, very small percent of the population. I'm not going to post this study because Facebook will take it down and clip me and throw me in Facebook jail, but you can look it up. Just look, mass didn't uh, slow the COVID spread new study, and it will come up and you can research it. I can't put the link in there. There it is, um, because Facebook will take it down, which brings me to the evolution of what's going on right now, which I predicted. OK, when you have all these people trying to follow what's called the CDC guidelines and Fauci, which I have been calling Fauci out ever since last May, that he is a clown. He needs to go. I took that stand way back last May. And guess what? All the email dumps and the, the, from the FOIA request, the guy is just has to go. He is. And this is this is the, the most frustrating part with this is we all knew this from the beginning we've been staying up against this and then we were getting so much negative feedback from the woke left and everybody that was scared that were buying into the fear-mongering of the governmental officials of these cdc of fauci right and so everybody bought in so it's almost like everybody's just being very quiet right now and we're like standing up going hey wait a minute you know let's talk because we got hammered down by all of you and all these people calling us out in stores and calling us out in schools and calling us out in public for not wearing a mask. And we were like, hey, it's my right if I want to wear it or not. Because I said, again, I'm not against the mask mandate or I'm not against the mask. I'm against the mask mandate. Right. So for them just to kind of like they don't want to talk about it anymore and the, 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 the corporate media doesn't want to talk about it anymore. That's because they've been proven wrong. OK, now we have a little bit of ego because there's so many people that have bought, bought hook, line, and sinker into this narrative, folks. They, they truly have. And they want to believe that everything that they sacrificed, closing on businesses, you know, sacrificing their constitutional freedoms, their sacred values, their citizens' rights, um, allowing their kids to have all their experiences taken away and opportunities diminished and dreams diminished, right? And that it was okay because we were trying to do it for the greater good. That's why we masked up our kids all day at school. That's why we were doing um, online schooling. And that's why we, you know, we're doing masks and athletics, which makes no sense. And now we're masking up babies. We're doing all that for the greater good, even though we've been calling it out that this is a virus that you have well over 99% chance of surviving if infected. They don't want to be proven wrong. And so the corporate media, all these government officials are just kind of staying quiet about it because the media cycles so, so fast that they're just going to sweep it underneath the rug and all is forgotten. I'm not going to allow that to happen because the people who put these things in place have to be held accountable. The, the school board members, right? All of the elected officials who have pushed these things on all of us have to be held accountable. All right. Because what we have right now is just a hot mess. We have schools doing a variety of different things. We have schools standing up and not doing any mask mandates. And we got schools that are hammering down and said the kids are going to be masked up in the fall, right? Again, with all this research and science starting to come out, the jig is up. But we need to start having this conversation. And we need to start holding these school boards in schools accountable. And whose job is that? It's not Garrett's job. My job is to lead the state. It's the parent's job. And you all have to continue to stand up because if you don't stand up now, you're going to allow when the flu season or something happens in the fall or the new and improved COVID, they're going to bring down a hammer on all your kids again. So what you need to do right now is you need to stand up and you need to start getting in front of these school boards. You need to start getting involved. And we need to have start, start having more conversation on both sides. 
You know, I, I, I hear a lot of this from a lot of people. All right. And they want all the elected officials to do all the work and it's their fault. And they're blaming the, like, look, it's your responsibility too. It's your job to hold the elected officials accountable, but it's also your job to show up to these school board meetings. And it's also your job though, to hold the principals and the superintendents all accountable too. It's your job as parents and you can't rely on everybody else to do it. You're going to have to stand up or this is going to happen again. And we're going to go through the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. And so there's a local school where I'm at that there's an MLive article about uh, medical exemptions, a loophole to mask rules in school, says Kalamazoo parent with at-risk daughter. Okay. So when you go through this article, this, this gentleman, I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to name the school. But I did a video on this list past week and Facebook clipped it. So I'm trying to be very careful and walk that fine line and giving you information. But this Kalamazoo parent said that um, early on there was medical exemptions at the school. But now they're not allowing school or these students to get any more medical exemptions because what's happening right now, folks, which I predicted again, that we are going to evolve this thing into a mental health crisis. And so these kids are having anxiety and stress disorders, and everything else from doing what? Wearing these gosh darn masks. And they have stress and anxiety from actually fearing this virus, which is so much research out there that they have nothing to fear. But these parents are, are going right along with this, this fear mongering that these governmental officials and these school board members and all of these people in positions of power have done. And now these kids have anxiety and stress disorder. So, yeah, common sense dictates that these medical exemptions are going to go up because these kids are in trouble. And so we have one parent that contacted them live and said, well, I have a daughter who has a pre-existing condition. And that pre-existing condition is asthma. So let's look at this common sense. So he wants everybody in the school to have masks and have no medical exemptions, right? So let's just go back and say, okay, the pre-existing condition is asthma. Well, why would you ever want to mask up somebody with asthma? Does that make any sense that to mask up somebody with asthma to restrict more air? And now there's research out there, and I've read it, that says that anybody has like asthma, their risk of contracting um, this virus is lower than a normal person because of their condition. So if anything, some of these people are less at risk than the other kids. And so this parent wrote M Live, contacted M Live. And basically said, hey, with anybody with a medical exemption, we should do online learning for them, right? And then my kid gets to go to school. What sense does that make? And the school bought right into it. And the school has now canceled any medical exemptions for these kids. So this is the big red flag for all of you because what's coming up? Vaccines. They're going to start trying to get them to all ages. And if you do that and they waive that medical exemption, there goes your right as a parent. So these are the things that you have to stand up for. And I know it's hard and it's scary and you're going to get attacked by a couple on the woke left. But, folks, it's not like you're doing it when I did it, when it was very unpopular to do so. But I knew in my heart and soul that it was the right thing to do because of those very words that were inked on that piece of paper. You're a year into this, over a year into this, and the research supports you now. Now you just get a group of parents and you come up with all the science and data that's out there. You just got to do a simple Google search and you lay it down. And not demand it, but start the conversation. And then you bring these parents, like this person, in and sit them down and not hate on them, but give them the research and the science. And we have to lower their fear. And we have to basically unplug them from the corporate media conditioning that's been happening over this past year. It's all up to you. 
because none of this makes any sense at all with everything that's going on right now and the asymptomatic spread, which we called out long ago that I got clipped on Facebook for way back in the beginning, that asymptomatic people aren't spreading this virus. And it proved out that that's true. So we have to start talking about some common sense things because look, if we don't, this stuff's going to happen to us in the fall. All right. And then we're going to get, you know, people in the office that are going to bring down the hammer again, these politicians. And I'm with every single one of you. And that's one thing that I'm hearing going throughout the whole state of Michigan over the past year and a half is we're done with these elected politicians, these career politicians. I want real. I want Americans. I want business owners. And if you don't have any business experience and if you don't have any other experience other than being a politician, that's a concern to me as a voter. And so we need conservative people to stand up, rise up against this, take a couple of the arrows. I get it. But do what's right. And that will lead to what? The power of one leads to the power of many. So don't you ever think that you can't make a difference, but you can. You just have to literally stand up and fight for what you believe in. Guess what? When I did it, the science and data wasn't really there. It was just what was right. Now it's easy. You stand up because the science and data is there. And guess what? It's right. And it's the right thing to do. So you must stand up, especially for the people who can't stand up for themselves. And we're not going to hate on people. I've always preached from the beginning. We are going to do this in a nonviolent, positive way. And we're not going to start attacking the other side on what they did to us this past year. Right. And attacked us out in public. And we had a governor to implore one another to wear the mask. But if not, we must do it forcefully. She's on record on a live conference, which I called out that she told Michiganders to do that. That's the kind of people that we don't want is to spread more division. We have an elitist in the office, right? We need business owners to run. We need people who love this country, who love this flag, who love those very words that were inked on that piece of paper and stand for those words, even if it's unpopular to do so. And my track record over the past year has proven that I am the guy for the job. So let's go into the stimulus package. We have a governor who has no business sense, says that now to try to get everything back to normal, that we're going to offer some type of unemployment. Like this is unbelievable. Unemployment for part-time workers. So they want the people who are on unemployment right now to go back to work part-time and work part-time and then get unemployment benefits at the same time. Does that make sense? What do you think that's going to breed? Okay, because these people who all these unemployment rules have went out the window, because remember with unemployment, it was temporary. And I'm all for temporary help to get people back on their feet. I'm all for that. However, it's supposed to be temporary. So you have proof that you were going to jobs and applying for these jobs. You didn't get the job, so you'd stay in unemployment. And at one time, they would eventually kick you off and say, hey, you got to go get a job. But what's happening right now? They just sit at home and collect a check. And they're making more money at home. So what gives them the drive to, to have a why and a purpose to go to work every day? People just want to sit at home and collect. And now she's saying, hey, go back to work part-time. You still get some unemployment. So what is that going to do? That's going to, again, get people not want to work full time. And these business owners are struggling. These business owners are struggling to find people to get to work. I hear it all the time. You see the signs. And so now this is what she's pushing, right? Hey, go back to work part time. And then there was a question on about the grants. Um, Grand Rapids business owner asked the governor if the plan takes into account taxes that come from these grants. He owns a, a, a juice bar. He told Whitmer he paid more taxes this past year because of the grants in any other year. Whitmer assured Eddie the tax burden of grant money was taken into account in the plan, but did not get into specifics. 
What does that sound like? Dirty bird politician to me. And that's one thing that you guys are going to see and the people that have been at the meetings and listened to me speak. And I open it up for question and answers. And I get thrown at some very tough questions, folks. But if I don't know the answer to something, I'm going to come out and I'm going to tell you, nope, I don't know the answer to that. But I'm going to look it up and I'll get back to you. And so that's what we need, not a, poli- a political answer, a politician answer. We need black and white, straight shooting answers from here on out. And if you don't know the answer, it's okay. And if you're going to run the office and you get a tough question, it's okay not to know the answer. You are not perfect. So just do your best, answer it as you can, the best as you can. And then if you don't know it, make sure you go research it. Because that's what I want out of my elected officials. Because remember, everything that the CDC has been pushing with their little leader, Fauci, has starting to been proven wrong, right? And Fauci's getting lit up. But there's a picture during an MSNBC news conference, which I did include in the link of this video for you to go look at, because this is not Photoshop. This is the governor, and she's got a little Fauci pillow right there, okay? And before this happened, during the presidential election, if you all remember correctly, she was doing an interview, and she had a couple blocks behind her, and I think it said 8645, right? And that was like basically clip the president, get rid of the president, 45th president. And now she has a little Fauci pill that a couple months ago, I think this was taken, that she had. There it is. You can look it up for yourself, all right? So we have an official that was following Fauci to the T and continues to just not care and throws it into people's faces, right? That's what an elitist does. That's not what a leader does. And so with leadership comes a huge amount of responsibility. You got to hold yourself to an extreme high, high level. You have to sacrifice because you are a public servant. And that's just the name of the game when you sign up for this. And when we have an elitist that talks and does do as I say, not as I do rules for thee, not for me. And just basically spits in the people's faces, you know, when she gets called out, and basically will not answer questions, especially the nursing home stuff. We're still waiting for the answers to that. And we got great legislatures now that are pushing and they're firing back. Steve Johnson, I'm a fan. He's one of them. He's always on it. And there's a lot of others that are standing up. And I appreciate you all. I do appreciate all the legislatures that have stand up or stood up with us that fought. But there are a lot of rhinos out there. And we have to clean house in 2022, folks. We have to get rid of these rhinos. We have to get rid of these people who are not going to stand for us. And that is the magical question that I will always ask from here on out as a voter, as an American, as a Michigander is number one, what did you do in 2020? That's my question. Anybody wants my vote? Anybody wants my support? What did you do in 2020? Did you stand up when it was unpopular to do so? But you did it anyways because it was right according to those very words that were inked on that piece of paper that our forefathers wrote. Did you stand up for these restaurants? Did you stand up against these lockdowns and these draconian measures? Did you stand up for these kids? Did you call out all the clown show as it went, even though the science and data didn't support it, but you knew because you have common sense and business smart and you have a medical background that you can understand what was going on, but was it right? Did you stand up for that? Did you stand up for these high school athletics that were canceled to the schools? Did you stand up against being canceled? Did you stand up against having your constitutional freedoms, your sacred values, your citizens, right? Because no church should ever, ever shut down. When people needed you most, and you know who you are out there, churches, when people needed you most, you shut down. Hot garbage. A church should never, ever shut down. It's not too late for you to do the right thing and to stand up 
Because if you don't stand up now, you may not have a country to stand up for in the future. Last time I checked, I don't see Floridians swimming across to Cuba. It's the other way around. We live in the greatest country in the land. And the reason we live in this country and it's the greatest country in the history of our species is because of those words that were inked on that piece of paper. Our country is not perfect. It made mistakes. We have scars, but we learn from those scars and we are getting better. And anybody that says that we're not and that we're systemically racist and we're horrible people because we love this country, we love this flag, those are the people that are trying to create division. Those are the very people who are trying to destroy our country. And those are the people that all of us as Americans have to stand up against because the silent majority is no longer silent. Enjoy your Saturday. God bless you. God bless the state of Michigan. And God bless these United States. I'll talk to you all soon.